we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Just want to go ahead and make sure that you know, if you don't listen to Inside Sports Fantasy Football, do you know if you're getting the best advice at all? on your fantasy football team because if you did listen to isff you might have won your league title like i did go ahead and check us out inside sports fantasy football also as well joe soro is ox1947 at lakersball.com go ahead and check out what he has to say right there at lakersball.com and you see his hat he is the man behind simblades simblades with a y.com please support him in his time of need because my god man Lakers stink, and he needs all the help he can get. So please go ahead and help out. Simblades, simbladeswithawide.com. The guys at Lakerholics.com, Jamie Sweet, and the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. They could also use your love out there as well. So stop by Lakerholics.com. And speaking of great Lakers places to go, Empire Jeff TV, who was talking about the Dodgers, and I'm sure he has a lot to say about the Lakers as well. Also as well, Lakers in five, Larry Lakers dribbling chit-chat, Lakers Corner, of course, the John McCallion channel and Daniel Berry Sports Highlights support all those great channels. And speaking of supporting a great channel, please support this channel by liking, following, subscribing, whatever you can do to help us out, commenting, although, yeah, bad or good, just comment. Just go ahead and let us know how you feel about the Lakers, about the show, about us, whatever you want to do. Go ahead and let us know. Lakers fast break. And if you do, it is sincerely appreciated. For the Lakers, I had mentioned on the pregame, their time is now. In order to go ahead and get things back on the right track, you've got a lot of home games coming up here this month. It started in the year of 2024 with the Miami Heat coming into the crypt. Lakers 17 and 17 going into the game. Thought, you know what? This is the time. We're going to have a lot of home games. We've got LeBron and AD healthy. We've got eh, most of our players that are eligible to play outside of Rui and D'Lo. I think we're going to be good. We're going to be good. we got Austin Reeves coming back in the starting lineup. First time in November 8th. We're going to be good. We've got, uh, got a little bit better offense in there. Things are just going to be okay. And sure enough, they were not. The Lakers fell down early in the first quarter. Looked pathetic on the offensive end. Could not defend well enough either for a team that's struggling on the offense without Jimmy Butler. And unfortunately, we just never look back as far as the Lakers being able to go ahead and catch up to the Miami Heat as they just got pounded consistently from the outside as far as absolutely terrible shooting. Offensive flow was awful. The zone defense worked to a T for the Miami Heat, unfortunately, as the Lakers shot Four of 30. Let me go ahead and say that and stress that again to you. Four of 30 from behind the arc for a whopping 13% from three-point area, along with 21 turnovers. 21 turnovers. So Austin Reeves coming back in the starting lineup produced, or helped produced, 21 turnovers and 13% from behind the arc as the Lakers absolutely stunk it up. Torian Prince and Cam Reddish went to a donut shop because they got donuts. Same thing as far as Jalen Hood-Shafino. In the matchup, 
of rookies that were drafted one right after the other. Guess who lost out on that bet, huh? Jaime Jaquez Jr. didn't look super great today, but you know what? He's had a good season so far. One of the top candidates for rookie of the year. 7 of 14 tonight, 16 points, and a plus 26 high for either team on the game. Jalen hood Shafino, five minutes, zero points, zero four. That says it all right there as far as the Lakers losing out. That that typifies and exemplifies the season to date as the Lakers now fall to 17 and 18 on the season in danger of falling out of 10th place in the Western Conference. They're still 10th right now, but they're tied with the Golden State Warriors as they lose 110 to 96. <sighs> Real fast, you're not uh, wrong on that one. They've been talking about firing Darvin Ham for some time. This was a pathetic performance, and here today to discuss it are awesome panelists, including one who has returned to us, and we are so happy for that. The only bright thing, only bright side of what today's game is all about was the return of Magic Man and our simulcast on all of our different formats. It is Joe Sorrell, first off. Joe from as Ox1947, LakersBall.com, and Simblades, SimbladesWithAY.com. Just every way you look at it, Joe, just a terrible performance by the Lakers. Terrible three-point shooting. No movement in the offense. 21 turnovers. Absolutely just a terrible performance by the Lakers after two days off and now a home stretch right in front of you. This is not the way you wanted to start your 2024. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't a surprise either. The Lakers have what? the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Golden State Warriors have at the moment. There's this disconnect between a lot of really good players and the philosophy that they're trying to implement in their teams, and it's it's catching people off guard. And it's I'd say the Lakers have the worst part of it because they – they really are are hurting in terms of talent. Shooting thirteen percent from three point from the three point line, shooting thirty attempts is is very amateurish. <laughs> uh, there's no confidence in this team. There's no uh, pride in playing and making the system look good. That's a good one, Kurt. Really good one, Kurt. Did you see that, Joe? No, I haven't. Okay, I'll let me put it back up. Kurt says he hasn't seen shooting that bad since Dick Cheney went on a hunting trip. (laughs) (laughs) The Lakers Lakers are a couple weeks away from possibly getting themselves out of playoff contention. And the scary part about this is there is no solution. I don't believe the, the Lakers can acquire enough talent unless they decide that they want to overpay for that talent to go at least in the direction of trying to salvage this season. Uh, you know, we get a lot of flack for, and again, this is not just us. It's not because it's us. It's just the general person, and you know, they want to be – they want to hear positive things. We've talked about this. The reality is 
this is a Lakers show and we have to give some kind of positivity throughout our shows and throughout things. But the, the writing has been on the wall for a very long time. And if I, if we were truly to be a hundred percent in explaining why, what the issues are here, we, we probably would not have ever really been, uh, you know, again, that's why I like stone stone has this energy of, he's not really impressed by anything. And there's a reason for it. And this is, you're seeing it. You're seeing the reason why. Yes, Max Christie had a couple good shots. Yes, Austin Reeves had 24 points. But And, and then you, you mentioned Triple J, the, the, draft, the draft player after JHS, a guy who played at UCLA who outclassed not only his fellow rookie competitor, but he was clowning LeBron. He was clowning a lot of people. Did and you see that Reeves, block shot on JHS by yeah, Triple yeah, J? I did. I did. Yes, I did. And how how else can you go about this? And, and the, the first sign was the first interview Darvin Ham took a year ago. There was that that little tick in your head. You know, everybody has that tick. Most people choose to ignore it, but the tick usually happens immediately. You see someone speak, you see something happen somewhere, and right away that tick messages you, but then you'll ignore it because you don't want to cause any drama, you don't want to cause any conflict, you don't want to cause any heat, whatever. But the reality is that tick is very, very accurate. Very, very accurate most of the time. And when I saw him speak, I just got flashbacks of Byron Scott. And I said, oh, crap. This is what we got. And now you're seeing it. So um, Lakers do not have enough talent to weather this. It looks like they're going to be an average team. They might get into the play-in if they're lucky at, at this point. Uh, I think I'm just going to be waiting to see how bad they can go down before they have to fire Darvin Ham. And God help them. Who are they going to find? It is the most difficult job in sports in terms of coaching, is coaching the NBA players. And you're, you're, you don't have anybody out there. You've had... Coaches of the year get fired the same year they win the award. That's how little people give a crap about coaches. And you can say Steve Kerr is a good coach, right? Is he going to go to the Hall of Fame, Gerald? Yeah, well, he's got enough titles. I'd say okay, he will. So he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He can't do anything. You said the standards have lowered. Yeah, so he can't do anything with that team. Popovich has overrun his time. He can't do anything with that. I know that they don't have a lot of talent, but he, they, they look like utter garbage. I would like to think that over the last three, four years, they could accumulate some players, uh, but that's not happening. I don't know what it is, guys. I don't know other than the fact that uh, to, to just say that these guys stink. Uh, AD's the only one that's really playing like he should. LeBron, uh, unfortunately, LeBron is in his 21st season. What else can he say? Uh, Austin's trying his best, but everyone else, I'm sure they're trying their best, but they're just not good enough. Uh, that's a that's a line from again great coach Chuck Knoll when he first sat down with everyone in training camp in 1969. He goes, guys, it's it's got nothing to do with the attitude. 
It's not about how you're playing. It's, it's not about how how much effort you're putting in. It's just that you're not good enough, and we're going to replace you. And that's that's the speech that needs to happen in in, in that locker room. There's a we're going to keep a few of you, but most of you are out of here. And God help Rob Palinka. He's got six weeks to figure something out. Otherwise, it's over. <laughs> It's over, and you're going to be coming on this show watching us really be real. I'm ramping up to it. You guys haven't seen Diddley's poo the last two-plus years that I've been on this show. You we gave you a glimpse yet. of it tonight during you the game. You have not seen anything. I have held back on this show. I have held back because it can zap everyone. It's happened. It's happened. You can zap the, the, the enthusiasm. People want to feel good. They want that dopamine. Well, you're gonna get the you're gonna get some dopamine, all right, but it's coming from the devil this time. This is Raphael from NBA DraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, well, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose, unfortunately, tonight and got their butts kicked in doing it. Score was 110 to 96. Also here today, a returning guy. This is, if there's a smile on my face, it isn't because of the game. It's because we have this guy back, a guy who you out there have been clamoring for. You've been hoping he could come back to us. You've been talking about him for days now, wishing him well. It is the man. It is the myth. It is the legend. It is the guy. It is, I'll tell you what, I'm just so happy to have him back. It is the madman from Toronto. He gets back to us. He gets off the Toronto freeway to watch this disaster of a game. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, fantastic to have you back as I unmute you, my friend. Just, I wish you could have been on a better performance. I mean, I thought things were going to start looking better for the Lakers because they had a lot of home hook cooking ahead of them. But if the home cooking, it looks like this, man, it looks like more like botulism to me. Uh, yeah, Gerald, it looks like refried beans that you left outside um, in the sun. Then Bacteria. it got really, yeah, and then it got really hot. And then all the flies and maggots come on it. That's what our offense is. It's rancid, rancid garbage. It's straight up cabbage, is what it is. And Darvin Ham, your coaching is straight up cabbage. Um, yeah, it is. And, you know, you're right now, brother, I mean, for all the talk that Dan Wokey 
and all those slugs over at the OC County Register or the LA Times or wherever you kissed his ass, made sure that nobody really talked about why do you give a 12-year assistant a job in the most pressure cooker environment in the NBA drill. Not one of them. Not one of those nepotistic craving access like a leech to blood. That's what these people are. They were leeches for the Lakers front office and for the bus family. And I know Joe says he's getting ready to rip into them. With what we're going through as a family, I'm ready to rip into them right now. They make me sick. It's a disgusting product right now. And it's reprehensible that everybody's just... Darvin Ham is a 6'7 garden gnome with his hands in his pockets 80% of the time. 10% of the time he does this. Do we need to do the solidarity thing again, guys, where we stand up in honor of pockets? Should we do it? No. Okay, not yet. All right. I guess not. All right. You know what, Gerald? Let's do... Um, you got to be in the moment for let's that. Let's do it. You know what? Let's do... When he, when he is canned, I suggest that we do a, a standing hands in your pockets okay. for about 30 seconds. We'll do that because that day is coming. The way his team is going right oh, now, my friend. It, the, the day is coming. I mean, it's not a matter of months. It's not a matter of months to me now. It's a matter of weeks and days. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 110 to 96. It's Gerald Glassford along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Joe Sorrell, just to let you know, Magic Man, Tango Soro, Tango Soro. Just wanted to let you know. A magic man, I do want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows his back. I truly greatly appreciate him being part of our coverage on playback.tv. So that's fast break. But Joe, let me ask you this. When you see this team just so inept, I think the word that I, that I, comes out of it for me is inept. Inept offense. Inept defense. They couldn't guard when they needed to, and they couldn't make shots when they needed to. They played an easy zone that you could just – most teams could break down if they're competent. So it leads me to just the feeling of ineptness when it comes to the Lakers right now, Joe. Uh, it's putting it lightly. Uh, it's it's nothing new. I, I know we can, uh, so you know, we want to blame things on why and what. At the end of the day, too, the, the players should have their own motivation to to, to do well. But it's, it's just, I think we have to come to grips with the fact that this team does not have enough talent. These guys are not supposed to be playing this much. Austin Reeves, we discussed this a year and a half ago. His ideal position on a championship team at that time uh, would be as a perennial sixth man. He can start. He can, you know, he can be a Manu Ginobili. That's where I believe his best 
attributes are. It's, and it's based, it was based off that, actually. He has the ability to control the ball to a degree. He would probably do a little bit better with bench with the second stringers in the second quarter of games coming off the bench. You know, that 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 stuff that stuff matters. Um continuity is something difficult to have when you have inept players at the same time these inept players are not available and we get hypnotized by a couple of good things here and there and then right away we get into that oh we're comfortable okay we can do this the reality is guys is d'angelo russell has been a bust as a laker rui atramura had a moment but he's a bust this year cam reddish is a minimum player Torian Prince is a little bit over a hair over a minimum player if that uh Wood is not it's it's just not gonna be the guy that you need game in and game out he's not gonna perform Max Christie is probably in the worst probably in the worst area he can be in for a guy that actually does show that he He's got some skills and wants to be good and tries very hard, but he he would he would probably flourish in, in Miami, by the way. Uh, this is not the right team for him. A terrible coach, a team that doesn't really have a leader. Uh, yes, I'm going back to that again. LeBron, uh, I want you all to pay attention to this, especially the ones that are going to be writing emails tonight. LeBron has never really been a leader. The leader that... The leader that the the true definition of what it is. You can go back and forth on this argument all day. It'd be better if it was face to face because it's hard going through this when you're arguing back. LeBron, this not everybody can be a leader. No, no matter how good they are, or how great they are. I'll give you a really good example. I I from what I've seen and what I've read. I never saw Will Chamberlain as a leader. Bill Russell was a leader. Magic Johnson was a leader. Larry Bird was a leader. Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Didn't really see Shaq as a leader. You might be surprised saying that. What do you think, guys? Do you think that's wrong? Did you see Shaq as a leader? The reason why I don't see Shaq as a leader is there were too many times in his career where he would do things that you kind of scratched your head. I'll give you an example since we played Miami tonight. Towards the end of his Miami Heat career, he had helped win a championship with them. Pat Riley, we all know how he operates. They ignored him. Now, Shaq has... A lot of contradictory dialogue. He says things, and I and everyone loves. I lo- and I do love Shaq. I, Shaq is a great human being, great man, and he did a lot. But Shaq can also be full of a lot of times. Sorry, I, I have to say it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Um, because he sits there and he says, "Well, I'm not going to listen." to Kurt Rambis because he hasn't done anything. Okay. 
hey, 10 years later, you're not listening to Pat Riley. He's won nine championships between player, coach here, and coach there, and executive there. So then what? So, again, the, the, the pile of horse manure that most people do, say and regurgitate, you know, a lot of – I pay attention to people when they talk. I actually pay attention. I actually look at you when you're talking. And I also remember, I, you know, I'm still working well up there, right? So this team does not have any leadership on the court, and it doesn't have any leadership from the head coach. Rob Palinka is an agent turned GM from at the behest of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Jeannie, I don't look at her as a leader either. I look at her as someone who maintains the status quo, like most people. Most people don't want to ruffle feathers because the second you ruffle feathers, you become this, uh, everybody starts throwing stuff at you. Oh, you believe in this, and now you're a Nazi, and now you're a communist. It's this stupid stuff. So they don't want to deal with it, which is some you know understanding there. But at the end of the day, it's a leaderless organization with leader, leader, a leaderless coach and leaderless players. And also, to, to add more manure on there, you have very few talented players on this team. And it, it just spells disaster. It spells average. If it wasn't for LeBron and AD, geez, you're, lucky, you're probably talking about a team that's competing for a, a top lottery pick. Once again, the Lakers do lose 110 to 96. Sean, let me ask you this. We've said it before so far this season when LeBron and AD, they've been playing at a very high level throughout the entire season. And for the, and, uh, for the, especially for the last six weeks, both have been playing at a, an extremely high level. They both have to have good games with the lack of support that they've been getting throughout this entire season. Well, tonight you didn't get it from LeBron. LeBron looked every bit of 39, especially troubling because he had two days off. He was really bad tonight, even for LeBron's standards. It was it was just a really bad game. The problem is you need people to step up. And while Austin Reeves, not too bad at 24 points, a little bit, you know, his defense didn't show out as badly because they were targeting other areas like Prince and, and Reddish, among others. They also were targeting Christie at times as well. Just truly disappointing that when LeBron has a bad game like this, or let's say AD, has a bad game, which he didn't today, 29 points, 17 rebounds, five block shots, six assists. But let's say one of those guys are having a bad game like LeBron did today. It's very troubling that the rest of the team cannot pick up the pieces and be able to get them through over the finish line or at least get them close enough to where they can at least have a chance to win the game, Magic Man. I got you. Joe, use an operative word there. Do you know what it was? Pick up. Pick up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna blend or fuse what my panelist Joe said and what Gerald is saying. Joe talked about leaders. It's it's true. It's true. There's really in a in a in a pack, Gerald. There's only one alpha. You you can you can be a type A. You can be a type A, but there's really only one alpha. And that's, and that's how the organization and the organism and the ecosystem run. 
but you also need followers. But it's the followers who are willing to listen to the leader that end up being the cream of the crop. And you said the operative word, Gerald, pick up. Followers can pick up a leader when the leader is down and out or is having a bad uh, showing. That's what being a follower is about. It's about respecting the leadership enough to pick somebody up. And I agree with Joe in totality, like 99% that it is a talent issue. That being said, when you see one of the three greatest players ever, Gerald, and he just doesn't have it tonight, why doesn't it dawn on you like just like an epiphany pick my ass up try harder go a little further dive a little harder hit a little faster block a little harder nope but that's what that's what true grit is it's being willing to take the punishment sacrifice and still understand that well, it might not work out. You did your best. We're not getting the best. We're getting sloppiness. We're getting carelessness. We're getting really stupefied behavior. And it starts at the top. It starts with Rob Lowe. It really does. It starts with Rob Lowe. He's the one who assembled this roster. And by the way, um, if if Darvin Ham was in consort with Palinka on how to best take advantage of a 39-year-old LeBron James and in his prime Anthony Davis, you need brain cell surgery, you dopes. Because you put together a team with two thoroughbreds and no fillies to back them up. You got old demented 12 year old horses gerald one of them can't really walk straight the other one can't re doesn't really know what he's doing half the time i'm talking about jared vanderbilt it, it it he does nothing with a purpose out there gerald almost seemingly nothing uh picks picks the wrong spots to go to on the floor when you're when you're trying to get a semblance of a, of a moving offense, um, ter terrible hands drilled in the paint. Um, you know, almost as bad as Alex Fudge, although I'm sure Stone would uh, would disagree vehemently with me. Um, he's just not uh, a guy I want out there um, touching the ball. So if you're not able to touch the ball be a part of the offense then sit your butt down uh, unfortunately vando's in a position where we can't trade him this year so that in and of itself is an indictment on palinka because he was the one who's supposed to identify players and contracts that could be pulled together in order to facilitate the lakers possibly making better moves and as joe has said Many times, it's not gonna. It's not. 
it's not going to be one person who fixes this uh, this mess, this hot mess that we're dealing with. It is a hot mess. <laughs> That's the best words I've heard all day. Hot mess, indeed. Joe, let me ask you this. Oh, Gerald, before okay. before you uh, before you go back, uh, cool, bro. <laughs> I bet those guys didn't think you would get a date to begin with when you brought that up to. Them. I don't think anyone in the chat uh, would say hey. you would be successful. Hey, especially when cool. your first pickup line was. Let me tell you about the story. Have you heard the story about Darth Plagueis? You know, that's not the pickup line I would actually imagine. But Gerald, I mean, I mean, he was confident. He was suave. I'm sure he had a lot of chutzpah and yes. cool, bro. You got a date with young Zoe. So enjoy your times at Barnes yes. and Noble, brother. Okay. Enjoy that's, your a time. Good, that, yes. that's a good idea. It's a good idea. But you got to come up with something else too. Yes, and stop listening to Star Wars Theory. He doesn't know Jack. He doesn't know. Yeah, he, yeah, on the stage. Yeah, don't listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, one, one thing you'll find about about dating now, cool bro, is that you better you better have your P's and Q's in order. Be confident. We're going to Barnes and Noble at like three o'clock. And I'm going to meet you there. Be confident, right? Women love confidence, cool bro. Okay. They don't, they don't want to make all the decisions. So you got to take the the bull by the horns here and come up with a second and a third date idea. But be respectful. Girl. Always be respectful. There you go. All right. Love advice for you, cool bro. That's, a, that's, a, we're trying to look at the brighter side of things. So there you go. Joe. Outside of love advice, we have not been successful on much here when it concerns the Lakers. Uh, you know, we talked, Magic Man talked about the ineptness of Vando, talked about how bad Cam Reddish is looking. Cam Reddish looks now like the player I was warning people about a year ago when Twitter was just all up in the arms, all up in arms about, oh, we got to get Cam on the Lakers, got to get Cam on the Lakers. Well, we got Cam on the Lakers. And for a while, it was really starting to work as a defensive stalwart but that has gone away big time in recent weeks uh, that we've seen this team is in disarray joe and i'm not sure how it gets fixed right away it won't it won't get fixed unless a team out there that has talent ends up gift wrapping something amazing to the lakers and i don't see who Who's going to be a replacement if the Lakers end up losing, let's say, 10 in a row? What happens then? I don't know. Batman just told us to talk, not talk about dating. He told us to talk about the game. I agree with him. Shut up and dribble. I disagree with him. I don't. We can talk about the Lakers suck for, for all hour long. We can't devote two minutes to a kid 14 years old. No, uh, no, I first I, time I, in his life. No, I understand that, but we're, we're this isn't a uh, Batman was a grown man who wore cosplay. What would he know about he'll dating? be public domain in a couple of years? Magic, what would man, he but... know about dating? Yes, that's true. <laughs> he has some social issues, that's for sure. And he'll be a public domain here in the not too distant future. I, I just I think I think it, it, it... our client got laid, Batman didn't. That's a fact. If we're if we're going to discuss the culture of basketball a little bit too in this is the fact that 
you have a bunch of players who are absolutely terribly conditioned because of a mentality that the culture of the NBA has, has adopted. Every, every little hit looks like a shotgun wound. LeBron does it. Austin Reeves did it tonight. AD's gotten better at not doing it, but what can he do when somebody hits you in the nuts? But it's just a weird, it's a weird culture of basketball where every little thing tends to be something big to the point where these guys are not playing. And I remember when players missed games like this, they were initially just useless and they're just not going to do anything for you. Uh, we're, we're, we're grasping at straws with guys that are not talented enough to be consistently there and play consistent basketball. Jared Vanderbilt is has gotten worse since last year, and he was really bad towards the end of the year. He's gotten worse. He cannot handle the ball, and he's deathly afraid of doing anything positive on offense. Torian Prince is Torian Prince. I don't think we need to get into that anymore. And 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 it, uh, Austin Reeves started out slow, but he, he's come back and contributed. But it's not enough. D'Angelo Russell is a bust, absolute, just unmitigated bust. And Rui right now is starting to go towards that as well. He's injured every week with something. If it's not a a groin, it's his face. If it's not his face, it's a migraine. If it's not a migraine, I, I can't understand how the hell anybody can get a concussion in basketball where it keeps them out for two weeks. That just is shocking to me. We have football players who might miss a week, and they're playing freaking football, okay? Yet basketball players miss two weeks because of a headache. Just a pile of pussies, man. I don't know what else I have to say. That 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 that. I'm serious. No, no, no. I, I want to get here. I want to. I want to go here. You're on magic. These man. guys You're are on. soft ass bitches. Seriously, go. let's talk. Let's really talk right now. He's straightening himself up in the chair. Seventeen million dollars, and they play like bitches. Okay, they're not available. They're not doing. <laughs> they're just sitting there, and they got a little headache, and their ass hurts, dude. I have fallen on ice, ice skating, okay? I fell on my knee. I thought my knee exploded, okay? It, I thought it exploded. I get laughed at by my sister and my wife that day in New York years ago. You know what happened afterwards? I got the F up, and I went on with my life. These guys, they fall on grass in their yard, and they're out for a week. F you. F your goddamn freaking career. Get the hell off out of the career and go die somewhere. I, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of this soft, pussy-ass culture of everything. I'm over it. I'm done with it. No leadership. Lazy-ass people. Soft. At what point can it go back a little bit to what it was? It sounds like it's going to continue to get worse. It's just a waste of time. And I and the thing that pisses me off is I have to watch it. I have to watch it. We have a show to do. I enjoy doing the show. I enjoy conversing with the people that watch the show. It's a double-edged sword because I wouldn't watch this trash. And I love watching basketball. I love watching the Lakers play. But this is this is... At some point, that 
you know, there was a time where I identified, you identify with the teams that you watch. That's what makes it more exciting. Hey, this is, you look at back in the day, let's say, you look at, let's just look at recent history. You look at AD when he was balling. You look at Caruso, how he was balling. You look at uh, KCP, how he was balling. And Dwight Howard and his stints, he would ball. Like, you know, you want guys to ball. You want them to play the way they should play. I'm not expecting everyone to be a star. I'm not expecting everyone to shoot 60% from the field. No, but do your job. Like Belichick says, do your job. And at least if you're showing effort and you're losing competitively, you have something – it's – if you play that way, you're going to win more, too. And we'll know the difference. At least I will. I mean, I don't know. What, what, and then you, you hear the, the, it doesn't affect me. I, I'm, I'm being honest. It doesn't affect me. I don't get off air and like start thinking about it, but I'll react to it. When I hear stupid things like they should shoot more threes. Well, you just got a taste of what happens when they shoot more threes. They suck donkey ass when they shoot threes. Why would you want them to shoot more threes? Oh, and by the way, even if they make a great play, they're going to allow two good plays on the other side. Now what? This numbnuts is not going to call a timeout at the right time. He's too busy jerking off with his with his pot in his pockets. Now what? Now what are we going to do? Now what? We're standing there watching. LeBron ain't doing anything. He's shooting threes from freaking uh, uh, El Segundo for no reason, and he knows he can't make it. Why? At least give your team a shot. Try and get the ball deep into the goddamn paint to the one guy that's actually been balling for a month straight. He's been playing well all year, but he's been balling like a beast for a month straight. Feed him. Feed the beast. That's what you're supposed to do. Go with the hot hand. What What else is there to say? I feel like I keep repeating myself. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something different to come out with. But the reality is it's, it's just... You, you guys, these guys are soft. They are soft. They're not talented enough. If they had played, if they weren't soft and not talented, you'd look like the Miami Heat. We lost the Bam Adebayo and the Mary Minimums. Jimmy Butler did not play tonight, folks, for those who came in late. Jimmy Butler did not play tonight. Duncan Robinson barely played tonight. He comes in. He's shooting threes from uh, North Hollywood. He's shooting threes from Studio City. And I'm like, where did this guy come from? Where has he been all game? Kevin Love had a resurrection tonight out of all the teams. And then you had the rookie who was picked after JHS lay the smackdown on not just his fellow rookie partner or constituent or friend, whatever. He did it to everybody. He was making the timely shots. Someone who's been in the league for two and a half months. So the the, the end of this is, it, it is, 
there needs to be something it, that needs to it, th things need to start going back a little to the fundamentals. People need to be a little bit more strong. This soft, this whack ass soft culture of things is just it's I'm done with it, man. And the only way I'm going to be able to combat it is I'm going to get in your soul. God help you if I have a larger forum, because I'm going to make it very clear to everybody. I'm going to make it very clear. I'm going to piss you off. I'm going to piss everyone off that doesn't like it. I know it because we already have. You already started. Yeah. It's that people are soft. Doesn't matter if it's basketball players in the NBA. Doesn't matter if it's the neighbor across the street. You're all soft as freaking Charmin, worse than Charmin tissue. You're the, the calendar that, turned to 2024. That's on the side of the, the bathroom. That's what you are when it's wet, too. You know, grow some nuts. Grow some freaking fortitude. You know, real leadership. Play with some real. pain. You know, play uncomfortable. Leadership. Be uncomfortable a little bit. You got these guys that are out for two weeks after cutting their nail. They're wearing their chandelier clothes like they're in a fashion show. They put enough effort in that stuff. They can't put enough effort on the court. Look like bozos. Everybody looks like a bozo these days, the way they dress. They're showing pictures and videos of people at the, at, at, at the, at the arena. I'm like, what is this? This is the representation? Used to see Jack. Used to see Denzel. Used to see Andy Garcia. Freaking men. Men, there's no men anymore. Just a bunch of floozies dressed like freaking uh, dolls. They don't even comb their hair. Where's your where's your dignity? Where's your pride? Trash. You're trash, and I'll tell you to your face, you're trash if you want to if you want me to tell you in your face. You all suck. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. That, Lakers. You know, you, you you get on me, G, for, for these outfits, these pajamas that they gave these coaches after that goddamn COVID crap, okay? This is the result. It starts. You know, you ever heard the term, that's how it starts? Well, this is what happens. You start letting the coaches wear pajamas, then they're wearing these freaking outfits on the sidelines. You guys want to see what real leadership is? This is real leadership here. Jimmy Kimmel tries to have a laugh at Kobe's expense. And what does he do? Just... Straight up stone cold. And Gerald, do you recall what he told those three particular players in a practice just a couple weeks later? No, I don't. I came, the only reason I came here was because I want to see which one of you, mother, are going to be traded. But God rest his soul. But that's real leadership, Joe, because, I mean, Kobe could have just gone off, rehabbed the injury, and lived to fight another day. But he was so in love with the Lakers, so in love with them, that it bothered him to no end. When Jimmy Kimmel showed him that. I, I don't even think Kimmel realized how much he irked Kobe Bryant that night. And Kobe wasn't having this happy sunshine and rainbows while we're a stinking pile of puke and crap 
We're so throwing me... we're throwing up all over ourselves. We're crapping all over ourselves. And you babies aren't even willing to stand up and clean yourselves up. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Chung Rice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. The Lakers do lose 110 to 96. So let me ask you this, Sean. The notes after the game are, and I posted them in the actual chat, and Almar has put something in there too. Darvin Ham said, we can't find any consistency until we get healthy. It's as simple as that. So the excuses are still there, Sean. And LeBron James didn't even have time. You said that? He said that. I posted that, yes, as reported by uh, Dave McMenamin at ESPN. And LeBron James didn't even uh, stay for the, to talk to reporters after the game. So, yes, uh, those are he, your excuses. No, there are more excuses coming out, Joe. It's right there. It's on Twitter. I That that just tells me beyond Le, LeBron's level of frustration is at an all-time level, Joe. And I don't ultimately whatever whatever look there's so many there's so many hangers on and so many star blankers that there's going to be a the truth will come out eventually what's done in the dark is always brought to the light at this point in time i think that you know the locker room is severed that I mean, I think there are factions of like a handful of players. I think Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, and maybe, maybe Christian Wood, who are maybe in Ham's camp. And then the rest of the locker room, I think, like, doesn't give a rip what he has to say or mindful of anything that he has in terms of philosophy because it's very generic bland vanilla flavored crap there's no punctuation to any of his offensive sets there's no bite to any of his defensive concepts he doesn't um get in people's faces at all um I, I tried to explain this on playback. One of the most important traits that you have to have as a leader, particularly a coach, is the trait of rage. At, at some point in time, your followers need to see an example set. And oftentimes that's who sets the example, the leader. And usually they make an example of somebody so that everybody else falls in line. And I gave an example of that with the team we played tonight. It shouldn't be called the heat culture. It should be called the Riley culture. Some people will not put up with any amount of BS. 
Uh, Gerald is one. And Joe is another one. And that's why I like being in business with them. And we're going to shoot to the moon because of it. Uh, that being said, Gerald, Darvin Ham is just at 6-7 Garden Home with his hands in his pockets. I, I, I wouldn't. If he raised his voice just a little bit, I'm sure everybody in that locker room would just just laugh it off. I mean, it's 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 Darvin. I mean, he he must just be happy being the placeholder. That's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. That's what it is. He's a placeholder. He's holding the he's holding that chair for somebody else. Who? We don't know. Like Joe says, who's out there? Like who's who's got their finger with the Midas touch that can change this team? No one. No one. Because know your personnel. Know your personnel. And today was a perfect example. My, <clears throat> Miami Miami doesn't do any one particular facet of basketball like really well other than three-point shooting this year normally they're an average three-point shooting team they're top third rebounding team or average but in this instance they ate the lakers alive because they allowed the lakers just to destroy themselves over 20 turnovers the heat manufacture points off your own mistakes they manage to eat you alive in fast break opportunities because you were 4 of 29 from 3. And Darvin Ham made seemingly no attempt to make any adjustments at that uh, garbage joke. It was terrible. It was terrible. And look, getting out coached by Spo isn't a death, it, it, you know, it's not death sense. Spo is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But when you've got a team that came in here and is playing half-assed, like they're they're not even playing well, and you can't even muster over 100 points, especially after they had a competitive game against the Clippers, again, makes me sick. We should be feasting on these teams that play the team from across the hall on a back-to-back -back or off the second leg of, you know, that LA split, but we don't, we end up getting punk. I'm not doing the punking. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired. It's old hat. It really is. It's been going on for four years too long. Joe, let me ask you this. When it comes right down to it, the excuses are still there. They're trying to make, as far as Darvin Ham after the game, excuses, excuses, excuses. You just can't go ahead and say, you know what? We suck at this point in time, and we need to get better. It's like excuses. It's this. It's that. It's this. It's that. The IST thing, that lasted only for so long. I can only get behind that so long. You're seeing Indiana playing better now. I, I, can't, I, I can't listen to this anymore. I can't yeah, listen it's to this, an excuse. Uh, it's an excuse, man. Thing anymore. Six of the seven games were regular season games. What does that have to do with anything? They're throwing they're throwing does anybody ask this man why, like, now it's the injuries. Now it's the injuries. Already. It's it's tiring. It's I'm gonna we're gonna have to repeat ourselves over and over again. I don't like 
when I have to repeat myself. That's actually probably why I'm angry right now. I keep repeating myself. I don't want to do that. So I got to find new ways to express my feelings. What are the, what are the, what, at this point, it's just better to just get rid of this guy and let Phil Handy finish this, finish the year out. At least I know I'm not going to have to hear this nonsense and have to look at him. I don't, I don't, I'm, it's so aggravating that you, what do these people do? What do they do when they, these are supposed to be smart people, right? You, these mother, you know, what's tell me these guys are smart, that they're workers. They know what they're doing. I, I don't believe anyone. You know, that's a discussion I have all the time. I don't believe anyone. First thing I, is I, I need a little bit more evidence. And of course, most people are not going to go that, that way. Tell me what, tell me this is legit. Most things are BS. How do you botch this again? What did that guy have? You're like, yes, five-year deal. I want to know now. I really, really, really want to know because I'm going to know right away. As soon as I find out why, I'm going to, what I feel it is, is going to be true. That you didn't really pay attention to anything. You just hired some guy that sort of coached for you and you just wanted to get a coach. Was it to fit some kind of, Quota? I'm serious. Was it a quota hire? I don't think so. Okay, good. I'm going to ask all the questions. Yeah, no. It, so it's not yeah. a quota hire. Oh, it's nepotism. Well, is it? The guy coached as an assistant coach. The guy hadn't gotten a head coaching job. Why would you stick LeBron and AD in a crucial time in their careers with a rookie coach who was playing with a stubborn head coach and Budenholzer, who probably cost himself at least one or two more titles because he's stubborn. These coaches are stubborn. They're worse than the players a lot of times because this is most of them are ex-players. But then again, even the ones that are not ex-players are still just as stubborn. So if you're going to have these guys that are stubborn, what's going to happen? Sean, I'm going to say it again. Stubbornness is a virtue until you lose. As long as you're winning, you're okay. As long as you're winning, it's okay. But most of these guys lose, so it's not okay. And the excuse machine, it, it, everything tails into the, the current culture. Everything tails into real life. That's why I love sports in a lot of ways. Sports tells the story of real life in a lot of ways. It's a microcosm of real life. And what you have in society today is a lot of what you see with what the Lakers are doing right now. You have leaderless players, people that are supposed to be leaders that are not. You're telling me they're leaders. I'm not seeing it. It's not being executed. Stop telling me what I already know. I already know what's going on. Stop telling me it's something else. Because the results are the stamp. It's not what you think. It's not what you feel. It's not what you want. It's the results that tell the truth. There is no leadership on this team. Not LeBron. Not Anthony Davis, not Darvin Ham, not Rob Palenka, and certainly not Jeannie Buss. Stop telling me these people are leaders. They're not. 
and some of them never were. Immense talent can get you a long, long way. That doesn't mean you're a leader. And when things hit the fan, who's had the reputation? Who has had the reputation of not coming through a lot of times? I'll let you guys decide on that one. How was AD in New Orleans? Who's Darvin Ham? What's Jeannie like without her dad around? Rapalinka is an agent. What are agents like? There's snakes. What did Magic say about snakes when he left? Pay attention. Stop telling me something that's going on that, that's not going on. Magic Man, you brought, you brought something up on screen? Yes, Gerald. I, I'd like to bring uh, this to everyone's attention. Um, in, in the introductory press conference where Plinka announced Ham as coach, he began, he began with these words, and uh, I'll um, copy and paste the, uh, the link in the chat. And I quote, when someone begins his NBA coaching career at the G League level, and goes all the way through playing an integral role in the front bench of an NBA championship team, it really speaks to a certain strength of character. You know what, Gerald? That's a whole lot of bull plop. That's a whole lot of crap. Because you know why? I'll, I'll, I'll give a perfect retort to Mr. Polinka's assessment there of you know somebody going from the G League all the way to an NBA head coaching bench. So the Toronto Raptors were down 0-2 to the Milwaukee Bucks, Gerald, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they were also down to double OT. As they were discussing what what their plan was, Gerald, Nick Nurse brought up his G League championship team. And Kawhi Leonard stood up and said, Coach, you're talking about the G League? Yeah, I'm done here. And everybody followed him out. And, it, like, it wasn't a slight at Nick. It was just, Gerald, there's a time and a place to mention this stuff. And talking about a guy's character from coming from the G League to being an assistant on a championship team. BFD. BFD. So what, you rose through the ranks and somehow you want flowers now to give the man because nobody else would? Give me a break. That is that is such cop-out, uh, transparent Hollywood mush. And I, I know he's, he thinks he's playing a role as well as just trying to run the, the Lakers organization drill. But th- this guy, this guy really reminds me. Of, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Rob Polinka really reminds me of a PT Barnum. He really does. He's wow. got a silver tongue. That's how he got. That's how he got his clients their money. And he's uh, done I, a lot I, of circus clowning. I'll tell you that so far. Mm-hmm. I'm Bumpy the clown. So let me ask you this, Joe. You know, right now, seventeen and eighteen. 10th place in the Western Conference could be 11th if Golden State wins tomorrow. I will say that again, it does not look good right now. LeBron showing you the leadership, I guess, that he has right now as he walks out the door without talking to reporters. 
AD is not getting pissed off, you know, right there on camera with the reporters after the game. Nobody seems to be really fired up about losing after a game, after a pathetic, pitiful performance like tonight. It's just truly troubling that we are more pissed off, that we are angrier, that we have more emotion than the Lakers had all night long. We've got Celtics trolls who can't even troll decently that are in the chat right now, just going off on us. All we have to do is just show the fact that they have only won one championship in 40 years. And then they go quietly and silently away. But we've, you know, everybody wants to kick the Lakers when we're down. Well, we're down right now, Joe. And it looks like unless we get a new way of thinking, some maybe some changes being made somewhere sometime soon. It may look like we'll be the kicking person that people try to kick for some time to come. No, it's over. Uh, I don't think, unless say LeBron James arrives by surprise to to reinvigorate your franchise, the Lakers are probably on the last. And I think that's probably the frustration on all this is I'm I'm, I'm trying to. I really wanted to get 18 so that we can at least sit back and say, okay, if we run into this 10-year, 12-year run of nothingness, which is what's coming, by the way. Uh, and it would have been still bad right now, guys, if LeBron decided not to come to LA in 18. Because if LeBron doesn't come in 18, AD's not coming here either, by the way. Just, you know, that's common sense, though. Uh, I don't care about, you know, the noise. It's not about the noise. It's worse. You know, yappers online and all that talking smack. Yeah, it's not that that doesn't do anything. That means nothing. It's fodder. It's sometimes it's entertainment. Sometimes you go back and forth. But at the end of the day, when the when it's shut down, once you go on your couch and you're chilling, it's that's you know you don't need to hear it. Um, you don't need to worry about. It, I should say, unless you're massively insecure and it and it bothers you. Me, I'm I'm a I'm a secure uh, human being as you'll ever meet in your life, you can say the nicest things to me or the crappiest things to me. It's not going to change my opinion on myself. It doesn't matter. But we've discussed little things in the last few years about their little earmarks. And I'm going to bring back the the attire again uh, because you think it's something minimal. It's not. It's not. You think it is because you're being taught that it is. And I'm sure Pat Riley will tell you. What did Pat Riley, what was Pat Riley wearing today when he was sitting in the stands? Was he wearing pajamas like his coaches? No. He's wearing a suit, probably an Armani suit. And the NBA, you know, last four years has turned into this uh, ladybug of a league so that they can cater to these people who apparently got their feelings hurt at a time that people got their feelings hurt a lot. All those people got their feelings hurt around that time. There, stick this in your, you know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of what you're turning things into. And no one is hitting back and, and, and it needs to stop. There's a few guys that do. Elon Musk has been hitting back. Dana White has been hitting back. We need more people to hit back when people start to try to control you. So it comes down to you go to work. You used to go to work in a suit. You used to go to work with a plan, with someone that actually had an offense, someone that had some conviction and things to, to develop and things like that. Now what do you hear? You hear 
BS. You heard trash. You hear I'm injured. No one's showing up anymore. You had guys that were paying, getting paid one-tenth of what these guys are getting paid at a time when it was 10 times more physical, yet these guys were playing 82 games a year. And the medicine and the planes and the therapy and all this was one one-hundredth of what it is right now. And you're going to sit there and insult me and tell me that, no, Joe, it's different now. You know what? You and you're different. It's not different. It's still basketball. Okay? It's still basketball that they're playing. What difference does it make if they have an extra three possessions now? Is three possessions really making you that more tired and that more injured? No, because you're a lazy-ass jackass that doesn't train well during the season, off-season, doesn't pay attention, doesn't play through pain, doesn't give a crap about winning. That's what you are. But you made it in life. You're a millionaire. You're playing in the NBA because you're six foot eight, can jump over deers and lions and tigers. You got it. You got the, the genetic gift. You got the genetic lottery. You want it. But the guys like us who can't jump over cars and shoot threes from 30 feet, we got to sit here and talk about your guys' dumbass. Why? Because we have a show that we have to do and people are entertained by it. And that's the part at the end of the day that really bothers me. It bothered me that I got to watch it. It really, really bothers me because I want to tell them that, you know what, if this is how you're going to play, then I'm going to go do something more productive. I got a lot of, I can do any, a lot of things in that time. But again, I do love the show. I'm trapped. That's the one trap that I got to, I got to deal with. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 110 to 96. Uh, Sean, I was going to turn it over to you. Are you uh, heading out out or doing something? Uh, What's going on, Sean? Un momento, my, Mac, my Mac's about to die. I forgot to Ah, uh, okay. No worries, my friend. All right. I'll get you off screen here. But, Joe, let me go ahead and bring it back to you, my friend. When it comes down to the Lakers, uh, it's just bad, man. It's just bad. This is not the way you want to start your 2024. This is not the way you want to go ahead and present as far as a home stand. This is not, I mean, this is supposed to be the time when the Lakers get well, Joe. I mean, Common sense thinking in the NBA, you play much better at home than you do on the road. And when it comes right down to it, you just cannot continually have to play this bad. It's just unacceptable that you have this kind of performance coming off two days off when all you're doing is playing at home against a team without their best player, Joe. Without their best player, you end up not playing well at all not even close it wasn't even a close game at all throughout this entire game never have i seen this continued performance as far as like this at a level just absolutely just it just irritates you joe because you see that the lakers are playing for the most part with ad at a superior level we've been picking on ad for months about his inconsistency in the playoffs as far as from the offensive again and, and now early in the season, we were complaining. Well, he's given us what we needed for six weeks now. And yet this is how we reward him, by having a lackluster effort around him, Joe. So the Lakers have played like they've been in the one and two spot in December. They were 14 and nine after they beat New Orleans to go to the tournament final. They were 14 and nine. Then they played the tournament title. That doesn't count. 
technically they're 15 and nine at that point. If you count that game, that's a pretty good, I guess that's a pretty good record considering, you know, the circumstances, a, a difficult schedule, the most back-to-backs, all that stuff, right? You know, you, you bought into that. I didn't really buy into it deep down, but I bought into it for the positiveness of it all. And then they proceeded to go three and nine in the next 12 games. And losing at home to Boston, losing at home to New York, losing at home to Miami, where they were playing really well. The only team they've beaten at home in that stretch, Charlotte. It's just the way you said that, Charlotte. Talent has something to do with it. It's not all Darvin Ham. It is a big part of it. There is a talent deficiency on this team, and it's hitting the wall. To me, talent, we've you know, this availability is the second most important ability in, in basketball, especially, is it the availability. Number one is obviously durability. Durability, availability. You can use either either one. If you're not playing, and when I hear groins and hamstrings, that means you're not stretching, you're not hydrated enough. Calf strains. Calf strains. You're not you're not doing the met. Did you ever hear Jerry West? I'm sorry, Jerry Rice pull a hammy? Did you ever hear him pull a calf? He had one injury in 20 years because Warren Sapp got him at the perfect angle on a reverse and he tore his ACL. And, and, and what- yeah, no, normally Joe in a, in let's be honest, you used, used the P word earlier. I'll use another, I'll use another P word physical in a more physical sport. Blunt force trauma Those usually people. usually results in not a soft tissue injury. It's usually a hammy being torn off, but off the muscle or a broken foot that's crushed or a ACL that's completely torn. Yeah, I'll use another example. Emmett Smith. He played eighteen years in the NFL. No way, I'm sorry. He had 18,000 yards. He yeah. played, I think, 16. 16 years. You know why he played as long as he did? He knew how to avoid contact, crazy contact. He had the instinct. He prepared for it. That's what he did. He trained for it. Are you going to take yourselves seriously in your profession? And as an evaluator of these players, are you talking to these guys about that? Pat Riley is. Eric Spolstra is. Triple J, rookie for two months. Why is he playing like an all-star? I guarantee you, G, if we had drafted him, he wouldn't be playing this well in L.A. Yeah, you're probably right. There's Everybody in the NBA is talented. Every single player is talented. Some more than others, obviously. Some obviously drop off because a lot of them can't handle the game. They can't handle the other stuff. It's not just the game, i.e. Zion Williamson. There's been talk that he loves basketball, but he doesn't like to prepare for it. But he's so talented, he's able to get by it. But what happens when the talent dwindles? You all remember what happened to AI. 
You all know, remember what happened to Tracy McGrady. You all saw what happened to Vince Carter. And I use those guys as an example because you see the difference between those three ridiculously talented players and then the other guy that have passed them. And how was his work ethic? And you could say, you could actually say, especially with AI pound for pound, that AI was a much better athlete than Kobe, certainly Fitz Carter, and Tracy McGrady was a 6'8 Durant at that time who could jump out the building. Oh, oh I'd argue other than Will, AI's, AI's the most conditioned basketball player that's ever played in the NBA. But in the end... Hey. Played over 40 minutes for his career average. In the end, are you preparing? Are you conditioning? Are you fixing? Are you a professional? Day in, day out. Are you really living up to your your contract and your commitment to the team? Sure, some did. They're going to have Hall of Fame. Some of those guys are Hall of Fame careers. But in the end, I don't give a crap about the Hall of Fame. That's an individual award. I'm a Laker fan. I care about my team winning championships. Yes, I want to support the players in winning individual awards because it's a pride thing for them, for their hard work. But ultimately, I don't give a rat's ass about anything other than what we're watching so that they can win a championship. I don't want to know about, you guys have heard me say this, I don't want to know about their extracurricular activities. I don't care what goddamn restaurant they go to. I don't care what their house looks like. I don't want to know about their families. I don't want to know anything about them if I run into them. I don't want to be friends with LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Darvin Ham or Jeannie Buss or any of these people. I am a Laker fan. I want to watch the Laker games and watch them win a championship. Yes, I know in the end it's just a game. But I, it's it's a competitive thing. I enjoy it. It's something I can sit down and balance my life with. That's what sports does for me. And I'll tell you right now, guys, I was at the Rose Bowl on Monday. You have to be at something like that to truly understand what I'm saying. The euphoria, the connection, the, the, the just joy of what sports can do, that's why you watch. It was better than any drug you can take, in my opinion. And it's healthy. It's happiness. It's smiling. It's laughing. People were crying. That's the enjoyment. You look at Pau Gasol when they won the 2010 finals. He was crying. Shaq, after he'd won 2000, after all those years of being killed uh, for not winning, he's crying. You know, it does. It, it does give you that joy. That's the point of it. And when you feel... When you see these guys who are inept and not prepared and always not available or one little thing goes this way and their focus is gone, I, you, you get pissed off. You're spending your time, so much of your time with these guys and they're not, they're not re reciprocating. So the exciting part about that and the, other, the flip side of the, the, the coin is maybe I have a forum here to maybe – Maybe it can connect down the road to one player to make him wake up. You know what? Shoot, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Most of them aren't. Lazy, entitled, which there have been players like that back in the day, but they were always able to get covered by the
the Kobe's, the Jordans, those guys. You didn't pay attention to those guys as much. Now everybody does it. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 110 to 96. Sean, uh, you get the last word, my friend, before we head on out. Uh, Doobie asked a great question in the Super Chat. Truly appreciate with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Did anyone on this team approve from last year? At first glance, other than AD being more consistent on the offensive end, I would say no, Sean. I would say definitely no. I'm in complete agreement with you, Gerald. No. So where would you go from here? Where do you go from here? We've got more shows coming up each and every day. We've got to talk about this each and every day. This is getting annoying. This is getting irritating when you have two of the greatest players in the league, two of the top 10, 20 players in the league, whatever you want to say. It's very irritating when you can't provide a team around them that can be consistent enough to at least have a winning record at this point in time. I would even go above that and use the word disconcerting, Gerald, especially considering the fact that the Lakers have 23 more home games, Gerald. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's 24. But they have, you know, two, two and a half dozen home games left. You've got to sell tickets, and which, I mean, they will, no doubt about it. But the fact remains is that, for whatever reason, the rancor and the heat and the BS has not rained down on Crypto.com yet. I mean, you, you, can, you can chance sell the team till the cows come home. They're not selling we're not selling. We've we've had a long, long discussion about that. They're not going to sell this golden golden goose right now. That being said, they're also not going to fire him if it means having to pay him for not working, Joe. We just we talked about if you that. listened last yesterday's show. We just talked about how cheap this company is organization is when it comes to the Lakers team gear store right next door to their UCLA health facility. The place is rinky dink. It doesn't even have full lines of clothing in all the sizes. You think they're going to spend money on an extra coach? No, no, no. A nickel holding up a dollar. That's kind of what why did they give him a five-year deal? Because that was the going rate at the time. And they botched, they botched the original discussion with Lou, right? Well, at least they're over, not stuck over, on them like they are with, over the like five the years. Are. So like they had the, to they had to go over a barrel, and Darvin Ham's agent, as uh, smart as a whip, said, "Yeah, you didn't give Ty Lou a five year deal. You definitely given Darvin Ham a five year deal." At or least we'll, they did. or not we'll stuck say on them. no too. And Joe, 
do you remember what Polinka said about Ham's interviews? No. He said he was the unanimous choice. So unanimous means there is no disagreement. There's none whatsoever. Everybody is on the same page as to what direction they want to move in. So Rob Polinka got fooled by a technique that he uses. I think he got silver tongued by a silver tongue. That's that's that makes that even worse because you would think someone who's a let's use something delicate here. Let's say if you're a ball breaker and somebody's busting your balls. That's pretty delicate. Well, okay, then let me let me go. If you're a don't continue. I, if you're I'm a bull Okay. You you heard the term. Have, you can't bull, you can't BS a BSer, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're basically telling me what happened, Sean, was a BSer got BSed and he was intoxicated by it. That is yes. stupid. That is stupid. That actually makes it worse. Unanimous of what? He needs to coach. If he was the, what are they, what, what are those guys in the Appalachians? The, the, the Wilkinsons? Sean, those guys that live up in the hills, the famous uh, albinos or or uh, whatever. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, right? yes, the winner, bro, Edgar Winner, the Winner right. Brothers. So, yes, Joe. So now, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I can't. I, I, I've, I've been too. No, I gotta go leave on. I gotta leave some for the next show. I know it's getting kind of late here, and I know people are tired. I, you know, just we can't just keep ra ra rambling on on this. At this point, it's rambling on. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go game by game here. I have no prediction on what's gonna happen here. I have a pretty good feeling if they go on a ten loss run here, like something like that, he is definitely gonna get fired, and they're gonna have to figure something out then. But it's not gonna fix the problem. Because they still are at a major deficit in talent. Rob would have to figure out a way to get two players that are studs to fix this. That's 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 what it has to be. What studs? I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that until we get close to the, to the trade deadline. There's a, it's just there's not enough understanding of what's going to be available. Why well, we we. We had a great show. Gerald and I had a great show uh, yesterday going one by one. I think that's enough for people to reference to until the trade deadline starts or the trade deadline activity starts. We have, we know what's we know what's out there. We know who, who might work, who wouldn't work, what's realistic, what's not realistic. So, Well, Magic Man, I just wanted to say, I know I was, uh, and I apologize for interrupting you. I was just saying at least they, they're not stuck on the bill like Detroit is with Monty Williams right now. Mm -hmm bad that's that's that bad and that was that's a bad, bad decision on monty's part too monty has made two really bad decisions one was going to phoenix instead of coming to la he would have won a championship in 2020 the other is going to detroit now if he was doing it for money well, it's purposes, not bad for him financially he's the yeah best that's fine but i league. mean he would have gotten a job somewhere where he could if it's just about the money then okay yeah but is that i mean it, is that really going to help you? Like, 
He's already a millionaire. Do you not want to at least win? Like, are you really content on, well, it's for the money. Do you want to get up every day? And I didn't look say at a I was, but if you're, if you're his agent, you're sitting there smiling like a Cheshire the cat. hell with his agent? I don't give a crap about his agent. I'm talking about him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, you want to get up every dude. morning. You're already rich. Well. You're already rich. Fair point. Do you want to get up because of money and be on a three-win team when you don't have to? Didn't you miss this, Sean? By the way, that that three-win team beat uh, a sad sack Toronto Raptors club. So, At what point? And that's my point here, Gerald. If you're going to tie your head to money all the time, this is why it is the way it is. Especially when you're already rich. How about some quality? How about figuring out a way to make things better instead of I'm going to get mine? You're going to get mine for what? What are you going to buy? More cars? More houses? I will say this, though. Money may or may not turn that ship around. I'm skeptical. He will never have a viral moment the way Stan Van Gundy did as, as a Detroit Pistons head coach. Because I can't use the word that I want to use that he used in that viral clip, but it was hilarious. It's probably the last um, relevant Detroit Pistons have been. We're going to form a flanking wall. That that's yeah, that's that's great defense, Stan. No wonder you're such a wizard. One thing's for sure: his agent is kicking up his heels probably toasting himself every time Detroit loses a basketball game. Just way to go. Way to go. And by the way, point Sean, not you, Sean, Sean harder. And by the way, I bet you Chris Paul would be a better coach for this team right now. um, I know damn well, LeBron, I know damn well, LeBron would listen to him. And Chris Paul has pissed off almost every team he's been on. Why? Because he's that last little line of like kind of like the old school guy that holds you accountable, but everyone would hate him. Everyone hated him for that. I, you know what? I got to be honest. When I'm thinking about that, that rage, that rage aspect that a that a, a guy needs, I think, you know, they wouldn't do it. I don't think, but I would. I pick up the phone, Gerald. May you speak to Rajon Rondo, please? I know Joe is not for Rondo because he thinks he would be too aggressive and too angry. Uh, he's in your face, and that's and that's. I think he'd be great. A star. And, and that's star. and that's what and that's what a coach like him would bring is respect immediately, because I'm not going to tolerate your crap, and he never did. So you know what you're getting with Rajon Rondo. That's the difference here. That's the see. We didn't know what we were getting with Darvin Ham, right? To Jason Kidd clone, just watching the game. You know, you you know what you're getting with Tom Thibodeau. You know what you're getting with Eric Spolstra. You know what you're getting with Greg Popovich. You know what you're getting with Phil Jackson. 
it's an it, it it's it's about identity, Gerald. And you know, Darvin Ham really doesn't have an identity, and that's reflective in the Lakers. He doesn't really have an offensive identity or a defensive identity. Trying to think about Robert or Sam Vasquez. And by the way, Sam, thank you for joining us. New face. We truly appreciate it. Hopefully you subscribe so you can be here more often. You're most welcome. Uh, he suggested Robert Ori. I don't know. It's too laid back, in my opinion. And actually not. He. I don't know if he'd be as bad as Ham as far as the laid back part of it. But man, uh, he's certainly, I don't think, what we need right now. We need an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. I think we need yeah. an ass kicker right now. Like he, he, I agree with you, Gerald. He keeps it real, but like you said, it's laid back. It's not yeah. in your it's not in your face. He brings up good points. He's very astute. I've seen his work as far as uh, as an analyst, Joe and Sean. Uh, I just but I just don't think he has that that drive. You know, there was always the talk about, you know, him being sleepy on the court, just the way his mannerisms, but he, obviously he was there for every clutch shot that you could possibly make, Joe, but I just don't know if Rod. I just think right now this team needs a swift kick in the ass, and I don't think Robert Ori is the guy to do it. Uh, if you no, not at all. Uh, Rondo. The only way Rondo would work is if he had a star on his team that would that could be a Tim Duncan like uh, player. In that, the reason why Popovich was able to be successful as as successful as he was is he was able to treat Tim Tim Duncan come and this is coming from Robert Ori as well as a confirmation. He treated Tim Duncan like he did the twelfth man on the team, and it, everybody got in line. They they knew they like well, if Tim Tim Duncan's gonna eat grass, we have to eat grass. Now if Tim Duncan had the Shaq attitude and got you know was insubordinate. You wouldn't Popovich would likely not have lasted as long as he did. And you saw what happened with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard did once Timmy left. Popovich said one thing: Is he really hurt? Is he really pushing it? Is he really whatever? Basically, challenged his manhood. And the first thing Kawhi did was, "I want to leave." Yeah, I don't think Kenny Smith would be uh, someone right. Kenny Smith. Yeah. Kenny Smith. What about Sheed? Wasn't Sheed supposed to be looking? He was. Yeah, he was originally coach for to be an assistant coach. Yeah, he was. Sam Vasquez. I would, I mean that that guy. Why has a lot of keys? Why isn't why isn't anybody given two point keys a chance yet? Yeah, good 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 call. Good point. The names are going to start to be rolling out there pretty soon. That the way this keeps going because this is honestly, Sean. If I was the Lakers, that's what I would do. Me and Joe have talked about that, but they're not going to do that. I would. That's Joe's favorite candidate, right there. I would back up the Brinks truck for Jay Wright. Yeah. Yeah, don't get Joe started on that because that's that was his dream scenario from day one. Man, I would, man. Because that's AD, another that's another guy who commands respect. If, if AD and LeBron said, "Hell yeah, we're gonna listen to Jay Wright," right away that thing changes. All I you, see Damari do is just stand up behind the bench. That's, that's all I it. see Damari. That's all that's I just see him do. And you know, Joe complains about his hair. I, I, can you really take someone seriously with that kind of hair and in, in, in a man's sport or at least no, it was with it like i mean high. i feel like i feel like i'm looking at one of the kid and play guys when i'm looking at him i can't yeah, take like, a guy with that kind of like hair a, in like a sport a bag, like this like seriously a, i'm like sorry like a baguette that got that got too much air in it at the side and it looks like a weird baguette can't do yeah it. yeah can't do it 
I, I think uh, Rondo would be a good option. I know the team would actually eventually get tired of what he'd have to say because he'd be in their face all the time. But right now, I don't Rondo's think so, what you need. Gerald. I, I, I think not if the stars are. Not, not if the stars buy in, then everybody has true. to fall in line. Good point. But I said first off, I said after a while, like three, mm. four years, something like if Nick. Rondo Kirk, coached the Pistons. Absolutely, that's fair. He's got a shelf life with that yeah. that kind of demeanor, hundred percent. It's got a, you know, it's very hard to have that kind of temperament and be able to last in that same position as a coach for the same team. I mean, I don't know how Popovich has done it because you know the kind of temper he has. I don't know how he's continued to go ahead and and stay coach for so many years, even though those bad years for San Antonio, but he's been able to do it. He would give a lot of lessons to those fiery coaches on how you could go ahead and not have your voice die out in the locker room. Although this year it's obviously something different, but yeah, Rondo would probably be someone I would want to look at at this point in time. Jay Wright. I mean, obviously you can't argue with his success, but I don't see him vacating his position anytime soon. So We'll see what happens, but it is the Lakers losing, unfortunately, 110 to 96. Truly appreciate you joining. Big crowd tonight. Uh, I'm glad you're here to support. We're here to support you, and you are supporting us, and it is truly appreciated. Before you leave, please like and subscribe. If you've not yet, please do so. It really helps us out. Leave comments down below or on social media. If you're watching on Facebook, please leave a comment. On the Lakers, even if it's good or bad, indifferent, you like Joe's rants, you like Magic Man's comments, you hated our comments. Either which way, just go ahead and leave those comments in the right below or in their chat right now before we head on out. But Joe and Sean, I'm going to hit Joe first. Any last thoughts before we head on out? No. Fair enough. I, Doc Rivers, D, I mean, Homelander. <sighs> I'll take Doc Rivers right now at this point. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But man, it's just that we're gonna be three to one playoffs if we're up three one. <laughs> yeah, if we're up three one. <laughs> the other team Gary has got Payton. us right where they oh want us. Oh my god! I would, I would, I would like to see Gary. Pay- I would, I would have to get a a pass to, to at practices to watch Gary Payton coach. Oh my I, god! I'll ask for one for he you. He would. You want to talk about a, a man, a guy destroying weakness? That's Gary Payton. Gary Payton would last a week, but damn, that week would be fun to watch. Sean, let me ask you this. Uh, any last thoughts? I know Arthur Johnson, thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated when you do, my friend. He says LBJ looked looked like a 39-year-old for the first time. Uh, he did have an off game. I'm expecting more from him in two days, but... Sean, two days off, and you're you're at home. It's not supposed to look like this. But any last thoughts for my friend on the way out? And thank you, Arthur, again for the super chat. You know what? Thank you, thank you, Arthur. Really appreciate it. And great and, to have you back, Sean. By the way. Yeah, uh, Gerald. Uh, you know, if I may, um, <clears throat> sometimes life ends up happening while you're busy making other plans, and um, just as a family, we're we're dealing right now. We're dealing with something very serious, and I just want everybody on LFB to know that uh, you guys are really important and significant in my life. And um, you know, while I would love to be here right now, uh, we're dealing with uh, with our uh, matriarch who's <clears throat> about to leave us, and uh, it's very hard for all of us right now. And um, 
I just want to thank everybody for their outpouring of thoughts and concern. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give the the Joe line respect our privacy at this point because, quite frankly, you know, I'm in Canada, and you know, n nobody really uh, has um, dealings with us. So this this is a, with a blessing from her the matriarch that, you know, I love you, mom. I'll always love you. Well, you've got a lot of support from the community at the Lakers fast break. They're sending you right now. Um, Sean, you're getting us all misty eyed. Truly appreciate it. My friend, uh, you know, I know it's tough right now, especially uh, what you're going through with your parents, with your mom. I know as someone who's gone through the same thing as we've talked about off air, it's, it's really a tough time for you, but You've managed to come here, even despite all the the terrible things that are going on with the Lakers. You're here. You're getting it out, and I'm hoping the Lakers can learn a lesson from you. Oh, how to Ger go ahead Gerald, and get it out. Gerald, if if well. if um if she was in a right frame of mind, she tell she she tell me to go on. I mean, she she before all all this transpired, she um she was proud and she she shouted out LFB to the rooftops and she really rallied the troops to get us over the hump. Um, and, you know, she was just so proud and she, she said she, it looked like you were finally a duck in water with, uh, with Gerald and Joe talking about, um, basketball. And I just want everybody to know that I thank you. And, and we really do appreciate it because, um, it's not just, it's not just our family that's that's in loss right now. It's this woman was uh, the Wolf Street of Lakeshore Securities. She was one of the best CFPs, certified financial planners around uh, Ontario, and we're just dealing right now. And thank you, everybody, and I love you, and <clears throat> I'll always be a part of the LFB. That I, you know what hap what happened last year um was unfortunate but and this is even worse but i know i have gerald and joe and lfb to rely on uh intel thank you so much for the super chat uh, magic man's uh, mom is uh is is ill right now um if i can go ahead and be so bold sean uh, she is uh, not in a good way right now. His, he has been at her side quite a bit over the course of the past couple weeks. That's why he's been away from a great deal of our shows. And just the fact that he's here tonight uh, is just a, a tribute and a testament to his courage and uh, also his, his fortitude, a lot more than what the Lakers showed tonight. Even in the toughest of times for the Lakers and the toughest of times for him, Magic Man has stepped it up to the plate. And I'm hoping that the Lakers will soon do as well. Joe, uh, anything to add on uh, about Sean? Because, man, him being here makes it so much better for us here. At yeah, it's, right. you know, Sean and I talked earlier today about life. The viciousness, the venom that sometimes comes out, comes from the dumbness of what people think is bad. What's bad is having to watch your parents go through bad things. We know that everyone meets their end but it's still difficult especially if we if it's too early that's the part that hurts and you look at things like that and i had seen 
uh, a video that was a couple years old uh, the other day. I was on I was on the plane to New York for Christmas and New Year and pre New New Year stuff, and it was a migrant boy in the middle of the Texas Badlands. I don't know where it was, somewhere in Texas, and uh, Border Patrol pulls up and talks to the to the kid, ten years old. I have a ten year old. By himself, there was no one miles from him. And he was scared to death. And it absolutely killed me. I was trying to cover my tears up, just sitting there in a plane. And I ran into an internet issue. I wanted to see if something, like, I knew they picked him up, but I didn't know what happened to him. And it was for like four hours, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know why I couldn't stop thinking about it. So finally I was able to get internet after I got out and I ended up reading a story that he found his mother there in Texas. now. So moral of the story is that's the stuff that matters. That's the stuff that when we uh, forget that that's the stuff that matters, we start paying attention to trash that doesn't matter. Stop worrying about garbage. Stop worrying about what doesn't matter. And this is these things in life that come up are a constant reminder. And if you believe in God, I believe in God. I might not be religious, but I'm I believe in God. And I think God sometimes throws in a couple of things here and there. It could be every day, it could be once a week, whenever, but it, it, you know, it's it's telling you, look, believe me, you got it good. Look what look what this is. So, yeah, um, this, it's hard to have words. It's hard to, to, to speak the right words. They aren't right in the right words. It's, it's hell. You're kind of in hell. I, I lived it for four months, 20 years ago. It was, it was the only time in my life I was ever depressed. I was in hell. I mean, I'm, I'm, there were moments in my head where I thought I was living in hell and the pain was so bad. I remember the pain was so bad. I thought my chest was caving in. That's how it felt. And you look and look at it from another way. You can look at it as man, look how much love you have in your life, in your being, in your existence. That's, it's a lot of love, man. And you fast forward and you go, all right, if I have this, I got to make sure I do something good with it, which I had children. And the number one thing a child needs more than anything is love. You love your children and you have a massive shot at them turning into good people. Huge, 90% area. So that's the stuff that I guess if you want to look at it as a silver lining or just what you can take from the bad, you know, at some point here, Sean's going to have to use that as some kind of fuel to doing good things. And it's obviously a lot better when you have good supporting, a good support system, which I did have 20 years ago. Um, and I did 15 yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, it is. I, I, I 
we love our parents. We love our parents. They're the, they're, when my mother died, it was, I, I equated it as, as the backbone. You've heard the backbone of the families is, is gone. So that means the backbone is gone, which means your parent, your, your family is paralyzed. Now you can live a productive life in a wheelchair. The people run, people do rep marathons. They become bodybuilders. They, they, you can still be productive, but that's the point is, but you're still in a wheelchair. And that's what the fat, your, your mom, your dad, I had a sister. So the, the four horsemen, which is what we were now is now Ric Flair is gone. That's kind of how I used to equate it. And that, you know, when you can relate to it with people around you that are dealing with it, then, you know, it, it, it is a little bit easier to kind of, uh, conversate with with those who are dealing with it and 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 be able to advise as best you can once again the lakers do lose 110 to 96 again we want to thank so much magic man john grice for getting it out he's going through a lot of stuff and we're just truly appreciative of him coming back on with us tonight and also our playback our first ever live simulcast on facebook youtube so you got a taste for the first time many of you were like on playback so hopefully you enjoyed it uh try to do more here in the future but magic man we're with you 100 uh if you want to send wishes to magic man at any point in time just hit me up lakersfastbreak at yahoo.com i'll send all the messages and, and shouts of love over to magic man again joe and i have been through this before magic man we're always here if you need us and, uh, you know, it's a tough time right now, but you stay strong. We've got your back. The whole community at the Lakers Fast Break has your back, my friend. Thank you, Joe. I mean, that's what family is. Get each other's back. And uh, I know I, I, as much as it hurts, Joe's analogy was correct. And, um, you know, I just can't be more appreciative of the, the love and support. I mean... I mean, if it wasn't for Gerald Glassford, I mean, my mom wouldn't have gone to the hill, the moon for us to try and uh, spread the word about LFB. And, um, no, it's tough right now. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together, my friend. All of us as a community will support. We're right behind you, 110%. We always will be. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro from Simblade, Simblades with Y.com, and me, Gerald Grassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We provide the therapy for you as you provide the therapy for us, and we'll continue the therapy right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.